First in our Bill of Rights is the freedom to hear uncensored ideas and opinions, to think your own thoughts, and to say what's on your mind. We couldn't have liberty without it. Now, more than ever, it's good to spout off, to listen, debate, and participate. Here's your host of Spouting Off, commentator, columnist, and all-around rabble-rouser, Karen Cataline. Well, we made it to a Friday, ladies and gentlemen, only, well, less than a week to Thanksgiving. What are you thankful for? I'm thankful to have a show that goes two days in a row so I can continue the conversation we were having yesterday. If you'd like to weigh in, spout off, just give me a ring at 603-816-1590. If you're listening to the podcast, which many do, then tune in Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays when you can call me live, 603-816-1590, 1 p.m. Eastern and, you know, the veritable other time zones around the country. When I moved, it took me a while to get used to all the time zones. So why am I grateful? Number one, I love Thanksgiving. And we have a couple of special programs that I'm going to uh put up next week because as you know uh people at the station as long as as well as myself and my family we will be celebrating and honoring thanksgiving i don't know if you honor thanksgiving you celebrate it hopefully you don't only do it once a year but let me not pontificate too much about that you don't need thanksgiving to be grateful about all of our blessings um but what I alluded to was that we started a conversation yesterday, and it is an ongoing conversation about the biggest first principles that made America great, namely freedom of speech, uh, life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, which have all being taken, uh, are, which are all taking a battering right now in a very in a variety of different ways. And then I got to thinking, you know, yesterday's show, and sometimes I feel like I just uh, am always the naysayer. Uh, even somebody that I know, and they said, aren't you thrilled? Nancy Pelosi's gone. And I said, well, yeah, I'm thrilled, but she's just a stand-in for an army of other lefty zombies who will do as they're told, and they'll probably be, I'm sorry to say, worse. I mean, who was worse? As awful as Andrew Cuomo was, Kathy Hochul is worse, more brazen, more clearly interested in robbing people of their life, liberty, choice, happiness, and everything else because of a huge, massive, controlling, and domineering government. But I said I wanted to talk about good news, and especially Friday. Fridays are the neatest times when we can we can engage in the old cash Friday. If you aren't paying cash on Friday or any other day of the week, I love cash Friday. Uh, keep cash flowing. Cash is anonymous. Cash is the most old school kind of exchange, and we know that the people that would like to dis, disengage us from our personal liberties don't like cash. They want us all to be monitored and uh, surveilled for our, our purchases, our lifestyles. There's really nothing that they are not interested in or in controlling. I said I'd get to the good news. <laughs> I'm going to get there. Um, first off, before we get to the more conventional or, or the good news. I love defending the republic.substack.com. Every Friday, I look forward to the good news, good news Friday that, that uh, Sidney Powell and her organization puts out. So we're going to cover a couple of those. But what's the good news? Because I'm not, I'm not given to false uh, oh, it's going to be okay. I'm not given to false notions that we should all 
uh, start looking to 2024 before we've fixed or addressed the fraud, exploitation, and shenanigans that keep going on in our elections. And I don't think we know all of them in any stretch. That doesn't mean we shouldn't participate in the system. It means we have a lot of work to do. So what's the good news? Well, I look for that often, but I look for it as an honest kind of good news. Because uh, haven't you ever heard, you know, when somebody's depressed and somebody comes along and they're kind of a goody two shoes and they say, it's going to be okay. It's not very comforting, right? But what is comforting, I think, and I'll just, you know, tell you from my perspective, since I'm often talking about bad news, about grim grim uh, prognostications about what we are facing and what's going on in our country today, is number one, in the long term. In the long term, I do not believe that tyrants ever succeed, certainly not permanently. Uh, and uh, I'm reminded of the great film Gandhi, and he was no saint, by the way. He was portrayed almost as such, but I am a fan of the nonviolent political resistance that he taught his people to engage in, which was really quite successful. Uh, and it had some drawbacks too. But at one point in the film, because it's the best representation that we have really, except for, you know, other people, other historians' books on Gandhi, is that he said when he's almost near death, because he went on fasts a couple times, he said, in the end, tyrants never win. They may cause misery and unhappiness for a time. Boy, is that ever true. But they never succeed forever. Now, that's precious little comfort when you're looking down the road, the near road of uh greater and greater tyranny in America. And that, that is what we're looking at. Um, I've, I have a piece coming out next week, which I will, uh, not spoil. And I'll talk about it probably on Tuesday, but so what's the other good news? The other good news in my opinion is that this group of people that just keep imposing their will on others, never asking us what we thought. They're imposing in Canada, <laughs> Trudeau is expanding euthanasia to include people who are depressed, right? So now the respect for life has degraded so much that it's, it's okay for the state to support people committing suicide if they're temporarily mentally um, uh, if they're suffering from depression, clinical or otherwise. And when a culture starts to degrade respect for life, what you get is more and more and more of the same. And the culture is teaching a, an elevation of death and a disrespect for life. But I digress. The good news is the left and whomever the cabal, if you will, has telegraphed to us, has told us what they're most afraid of. How do we know? Because whatever they attack and tell you, you're not allowed to think, not allowed to believe, not allowed to know, not allowed to question. Those are the things that number one are filled with lies because they can't withstand scrutiny. But number two, those are the things that they want to suppress because they are these things are a threat and a danger to their, to quote another film, E.T., absolute power. That's what these people want. They want absolute power. They cannot tolerate other people's freedom, individual or otherwise. They can't tolerate that Texas and Florida, for example, wants to do things different than Illinois, California, and New York. They just can't tolerate it. So when people say, oh, we're just going to move over here and we'll be safe, not from totalitarians, you won't be. Because totalitarians must have absolute control. That's the very meaning of the, of the phrase. So 
they've given us a blueprint of the things that they don't want to tolerate and are increasingly punishing. Unfortunately, those are the things that they want people to back down about. Things like exercising your free speech, things like dissent, questioning what they're telling you, standing up for what you believe, even if the price for that gets higher and higher. Uh, if you believe in traditional values, and I think we talked a little bit about, if we had the time yesterday, about Candace Cameron Burr, uh, who is being dragged through the mud because she dares to celebrate traditional marriage. That's really all she's doing. She wants a production company who will make movies uh, that celebrate traditional marriage. Well, people who aren't into traditional marriage are saying that they are hurt and horrified that Candace Cameron Burr wants to celebrate traditional marriage. So that's all they need to be personally offended, that somebody doesn't agree with them. I don't necessarily fully agree with Candace Cameron Burr. I don't even share her her faith or her religion. But guess what? She's allowed to think differently than me. And that is what we are losing. So the good news is that when people defy this phony logic that everyone must agree, when people hold fast to the values they believe in, such as the nuclear family and more, uh, that's what they're afraid of. Okay, so that's part of the good news. Here, let me give you a couple of great stories very quickly. I strongly urge you to go and subscribe to the newsletter, defendingtherepublic.substack.com. Defendingtherepublic.substack.com. Every Friday, depending on how you work the newsletter, you will uh, get a newsletter that's called Good News Friday. Here's one that I loved. Fired referees sue NBA over vaccine mandate, and Djokovic, that's the tennis player, is cleared hello, 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 to play an Australian Open. So three former National Basketball Association referees this week sued the league, alleging they were fired for refusing to receive the COVID-19 vaccine. It takes a long time, the wheels of justice, to turn, but eventually, if you wait it out, they will. There are other great stories from this uh, newsletter. I may even talk about them next week if we have time. Karen Catalina, we've got a great guest coming up. You're listening to Spouting Off here on WSMN and all our other syndicated stations. Stay tuned. We'll be back. You're listening to Spouting Off with Karen Catalina. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. Every MyPillow is made with passion here in my home state of Minnesota to ensure you get the best sleep of your life. One of the things that I really like about MyPillow is the support. It gives my neck a little hug. I've never slept better in my life. What's better than a great night's sleep? Call or go online to take advantage of my best offer ever. For a limited time, when you use your promo code, you can get premium MyPillows regularly $69.98, now only $29.98. With our 60-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. Sleep well, America! Call 1-800-867-0416 and use the promo code RAM, R-A-M. That's 1-800-867-0416 and use the promo code RAM. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Thanks, Pat. Call now, toll free, 866-883-2741. That's 866-883-2741. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But the secret is now out. 
So please, get and read The Secret War. Call now, toll free, 866-8832-741. That's 866-8832-741. Your daughter doesn't want to talk about why her room is a horrible mess. Your son doesn't want to talk about why he's wearing mismatching socks. Your spouse doesn't want to talk about their bad haircut. <sighs> Families don't have to talk about everything, but they should talk to plan for an emergency. Pack basic supplies in a go bag, water, canned food, flashlights, batteries, medical supplies, IDs, and some cash. Talk about where you'll meet in case you lose one another. And of course, don't forget to pack the dog treats. Talk to your family and make an emergency plan. Go to nyc.gov slash readyny or call 311 to make your family's emergency plan. Brought to you by New York City Emergency Management and the Ad Council. Karen Cataline puts the Judeo in Judeo-Christian. Now back to Spouting Off. Funky, pretty funky there, Art. <laughs> we give him lots of leeway to play the bumper music, and I don't mind. I just say, hey, you know, everybody's got to create. Uh, it is an honor and a pleasure to be with you and be behind this microphone spouting off as we like to do uncensored around here we also get to have great guests like our very next guest a, a doctor and also a bodybuilding champion and a former candidate for public office he's a former oklahoma state regional bodybuilding champion ex-professional baseball player 24-hour retired veteran of the tulsa police department and also uh, he and his wife, Michelle, together formed a partnership of principled leadership, and they have treated successfully 10,000 COVID patients, resulting in zero deaths. Can't wait to talk to him. Dr. Mark Sherwood joins us here on Spouting Off. Welcome, doctor. Hey, Karen. Thanks for having me. I always look forward to, to being on your show, and thanks for having me again. I appreciate it. Oh, it is our pleasure and our honor. Uh, I hope I can call you Mark. So that's what Oh, please. Together, absolutely. Right? Yes, ma'am. Okay, great. Well, the original, I've got so much to talk to you about, but the original pitch for this show had to do with your five-point election reform plan. Boy, do we need it. The problem is, I'm going to cut to the chase because somebody sent me the best meme ever. And it said, how do you vote out a government that wasn't voted in. Mm. <laughs> your thoughts about that, and then give us your five-point plan. Well, that's a, a wonderful comment and a great pertinent comment for our times in which we live right now, isn't it? So the elections are not fixed. They are broken, and they have been broken. They're still broken. And so people around the country, in increasing millions of numbers, have lost and are losing confidence in the integrity of saying. So I put some thought to this, Karen, and I thought, okay, what can we do that could be a local change to actually at least at least in one county, you know, bring integrity back to election? Point one, mm -hmm. we need to make sure that our local sheriff, who is the highest ranking law enforcement officer in that county, begins to oversee the voting process. And the sheriff can do that without changing any laws because they're supposed to protect and curb protect and serve and honor the Constitution, of course. And so they're going to videotape, you know, you're going to have videotape on these polling places, right? It's just like kind of having the radar on the side of the road, right? You know, it does make you slow down just because you see it. Um, mm -hmm. We make the, ba the ballots part of the evidentiary process. They are paper ballots. They are counted by hand. They're put into evidence and held in advance and evidence until they are officially counted. And then they're released from evidence to go into the pot. So that would be point one. Again, sheriffs have every authority to do that. Uh, the federal people have no zero to do, nor should they have anything to do with the local election processes. 
Point two, mm-hmm. we have to significantly limit those mail-out ballots. Those things have become a disaster. Look at the state of California. Everybody gets one. These are set up for failure and fraud from the very beginning. Yes, there are exceptions. They need to be super limited. That's why they love them. Because they afford the greatest amount of ballot harvesting and fraud uh, right there. Yeah, and totally, everybody would agree with their statement except the ones that want to cheat. (laughs) So we've got to limit that, and they should be requested and approved and vetted before they're ever granted. Um, Point three is a big one that would require some state law change is where you have a tiered uh, system in which a certain amount of dollars were able to be spent for different levels of candidates. Like, for example, a local level may be capped at $10,000. A state level may be capped at $100,000. When you start capping these expenditures, you can prevent, in effect, the idea of outside money affecting local elections. For example, what does George Soros have to do with Oklahoma? Zero. Then why would his money affect Oklahoma elections? Because he has a vested interest in that. So we've got to stop that, and I think tiered spending would would do that. Um, point four would be no early voting, because we have got to limit that, whether it's two days, three days, one week, or one day, along with making the voting day a holiday. And so early week in voting could well, could lend a situation like we just had a, a, a dead person um, was elected. How do you do that? Well, it's because of early voting processes, and it can actually take away votes of a viable candidate, even if somebody drops out, you know, a month before and they're not on, they're not taken off the ballot. So we've got to fix that. And then point five is an easy one: um, ID required, signature required to to vote in the first place. You got to do it in person. So five yeah. points, very simple, very reasonable. Yeah, but Mark, I guess, what do you say (laughs) to people who say, and I'm saying this now, all the changes that you're talking about are repeals that the radical Democrats pushed through so they could cheat more. Uh, Going to them to change it back is, I hate to say, uh, barking up the wrong tree. What do we do when we're asking permission from our tyrants to help us make elections more fair? Well, to answer a question like this, I'll start it off in context. We don't have to ask their permission. We just do it. Right? So the local sheriff, he has an authority. I'm asking the sheriffs out there that might be listening today to, to sort of have something that would be anatomically needed for your structure called a backbone. And do what you can do. <laughs> do it. Right? I'm serious because, right. like, you know, Too the sheriff sad. could do it. All this is going to take care of is one county, one county, and it's going to be followed by another conservative county. And the feds can't do anything about it, nothing about it. They might not oh. be able to get point number four or point number three with a cap on spending, but they could certainly do point one, and that would go a long, long ways to at least giving people a caution flag that in that county, you know, County ABC by Sheriff Smith, you're not going to cheat there because it's not going to be allowed. Uh, the other thing I worry about, I don't know if you address this in your five-point plan, and I'm so glad you do it. As you know, every great idea is uh, is partly great because it can stand up to scrutiny or it's not afraid to have questions. That's what is my mantra these days, because the, the garbage that is being pushed down our throats today, uh, we are being told we're not allowed to question, we're not allowed to dissent. That being said, what, uh, huh, and of course, I distracted myself from the question. <laughs> <laughs> How many times does that happen to you? Um, I'll think of it. I'll think of it. It it was so important that I forgot it. Okay. It'll come so, back to you, no doubt. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, uh, so why don't you go ahead and uh, talk about, are you ever planning on running again? You know, I, I might. Um, honestly, you know, we were, we felt, and I know people might think I've 
a whack job or something, but we felt like God <laughs> called us to say yes. And so we felt like the victory was saying yes. And so, yeah, quite frankly, if he says to go again, I'm not going to disobey. I'm going to go. And and yeah. if I'm supposed to not do it, I won't. You know, I hope I hear his voice correctly, you know. But um, <laughs> honestly, you know, right. we did it to prove a point that, um, you know, hopefully the Americans, true Americans, that love our country and love our Constitution, love the principles they're in and understand who God is. Yeah. We'll step up and, and just get in races because we learned some valuable lessons, Karen, that when you go into it for the right reasons, mm. it, it does create a platform and a platform creates ears and ears give the opportunity to hear something that can get into the heart. And we were able to get into the heart of over 50,000 people, Karen. And to me, that's the victory, right? You know, you want to live a life that hopefully has a, a a purpose to bring about good change in people's lives, and and I like that. And and to your point about standing up to scrutiny and asking good questions about any good idea, the thing mm-hmm. that makes it even a better idea is questions. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the yeah. beauty of our country. It, the Constitutional that Republic used was to idea. be a given. That used to be oh, a given. Yeah, and. Uh, by the way, I did remember. It just took me a minute there. So let me go back uh, to the election issue real quick. Um, the thing that a lot of people are asking about is something that I have mentioned often since Election Day. Most everybody, not everybody, has a computer. They know that in the age of computers, you can change one word wherever it appears in a 30,000 page document with a click of a button. That's all it takes. If you've ever done um, find and replace, that's the name, right? Mm -hmm. Find and replace. You can replace a word with another word everywhere that appears in 30,000 pages, 100,000 pages of documents. And yet we are told to believe that Flipping votes via computer could never happen. We also know that a lot of these, uh, almost all of them, the voting machines have been, were, especially in certain states, connected to the internet. Easy to flip those votes. What do you do with that? Will sheriffs, what, what can we do about that, if anything? You go back to paper ballots. That's it. Um, when I was traveling Touché. around the state of Oklahoma, yeah, I was traveling around the state of Oklahoma, and I asked many people that were in the audience a question. The question was like this. How many would be willing to volunteer to count ballots, <laughs> you know, just to make it right? And, you know, I, I bet you 80 90% of the room always raise their hands. And keep it in mind, too, that a sheriff can deputize people. So you could actually get some training in there, too, along the way. And so <laughs> this right. is a very important deal. Right. Where do you think it might happen first? Think it could happen in Texas and Florida and Arkansas, maybe? I, I do. I think you're looking at a at a highly, um, truly red county, and I'm meaning red mm. in the proper way, not the improper way. Uh, right. Conservative right. rural county. I think it could happen there, and I think it could could bleed around. Do I think it's going to go nationwide? No, because these big uh, metropolis organizations that are propagating our mm. uh, agenda that we're fighting back against, they're not going to go for it. But boy, in some of the rural counties, yeah, I think it could happen. Well, that's great. Um, I'm going to take the last couple of minutes here to uh, give you time to talk about this health um, uh, plan. It's not a health plan like insurance, but a, a, a health organization that you're a part of that people might want to take advantage. So Dr. Mark Sherwood, tell us about what you're, you're involved with right now. We'd love to know. Well, I am a doctor of naturopathy. Uh, my wife's an osteopathic doctor, Karen. Together we formed what's called the Functional Medical Institute, where we truly lead people down a pathway of true healing. We have two purposes with that. One is to eliminate the unnecessary usage of medications, and two, to eradicate all self-imposed choice-driven diseases. And we have seven premises in which we operate, nutrition, sleep, stress management, movement or exercise, genetics, hormones, peptides, and we're very good about correcting 
um, dysfunction of the body. And people can get back to healing. We see diseases reverse all the time. I was just looking at a guy a moment ago, which is very common for us, reversal of type 2 diabetes, which frankly should not exist in one single person across this crazy world. And so most of our problems in our world today, Karen, are created by the person staring back at them in the mirror. And we do that. We just don't. We don't have instructions. Our medical system right now is broken. It's a pill for an ill. And let me just put it like this. A pill for an ill is not and is not God's will. We are designed to walk around as healed vessels, and that's what we do. And so we created this this platform we have. It's around the world. And wherever you are in in this crazy world and country, uh, we can work with you. So people can go to Sherwood.tv and find out all we do with our television shows and books and programs. And we just love to be a blessing in their lives. Well, that that's great. Um, what's one area or one illness that you've had a special amount of uh, success with, you know, that our listeners might learn more about? We see type 2 diabetes reversed all the time. We see hypertension reversed all the time. We see heart disease um, trajectory and markers reversed all the time. Um, autoimmune conditions reversed. Those areas oh. are very routine for us. Well, that's excellent. Uh, tell everybody again uh, how they can uh, find you and participate. And uh, we might just be running a couple of your ads come come uh, weeks in the weeks to come. <laughs> oh, we would be so grateful. Uh, they can go to Sherwood.tv and people are going to see on that banner right there a brand new creation. It's called Kingdom Fuel, Karen, and that's a brand new um, two-year sustainable uh, meal. It's a whole meal, organic pea, protein, organic greens and reds, fibers and vitamins and minerals, all in one for $5 a meal. So we're trying to solve this crazy crisis we have, and and they're going to see all of our programs there. We have free webinars twice a month that people can abuse, and then they can schedule appointments with my wife or I and our our large team. Well, and you know, uh, it's funny, uh, yesterday I had somebody on talking about the ills of uh, uh, telemed, but this is the kind of thing that is a consultation. Anyway, it looks like we got to get going here. Dr. Hmm. Mark Sherwood, thank you so much. You're so multifaceted. Many things to talk with you about. And we are grateful that you've taken the time to talk to us today. Take care. Appreciate you, Karen. Take care. Ah, me too. Me too. Well, guess what, ladies and gentlemen? The guest that we were supposed to have yesterday will be with us, we hope. Cross our fingers. And we can talk more with him. I'll tell you more about him when we get back. Karen, Catalina, you're listening to Spouting Off. Don't go away. You're listening to Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. I was asking God through prayer, seeking a good news source. I believe he showed me the epic times. I delivered the mail and came across an issue. The front page intrigued me and I subscribed. Now I cut out articles and give them to friends and family. I leave old issues at the library and around my community. We read it to our kids and love the positive messages in each article. So why do I think everyone should read the Epic Times? Because they're bringing back traditional values to this great country. Hi, it's Karen Cataline. It's been almost a decade since I wrote Fat Lash Food Police in the Fear of Thin. It's about my early experiences in child beauty pageants and being put on extreme diets. Remember when that was shocking? Sadly, that seems like child's play compared to what we are watching today when politicians and woke corporations are actually advocating for the sexualization of children. Everyone's children. We're watching a frontal attack on childhood innocence. This is one story, my story. Fat Lash illustrates and explains why good boundaries are essential for kids to grow up healthy. They need their parents to set them, not the government. Get Fat Lash today. It's available in paperback or ebook at Amazon or at my website, KarenCataline.com. Are you tired of the same old snacks? Looking for something a little healthier than that bag of chips or candy bar? Even your average bag of trail mix these days is little more than peanuts, 
raisins, and candy-coated chocolate. Not very healthy, is it? Allow me to introduce you to White Mountain Munchies. Made from 100% all-natural ingredients, White Mountain Munchies combines unique flavors with nutritional value that will tingle your taste buds and strengthen and sustain your overall health and wellness. Eating good never tasted so good. From Maggie's Maple Madness to Hannah's Heavenly Harvest, Grayson's Getaway Goodies, and our limited edition Christmas blend, Jacoby's Jolly Jumble, White Mountain Munchies offers nutritious and delicious snacks that the whole family is sure to love. Pick yours up now through our easy-to-use online store at whitemountainmunchies.com. White Mountain Munchies, non-GMO when you're on the go. Put a frog in a pot of boiling water and it'll jump right out. But put a frog in a pot of cool water and slowly heat it up, that frog will boil. As a metaphor for us and all that we go through as veterans, it's a story that rings true. We learn to endure the heat in silence. We apply what we learn to life, the bills, the job, the family, things we're expected to handle with ease. When life heats up around us, we just try to stay afloat. We let the water boil. Reaching out isn't easy, but you've never been interested in easy. You join because you are not afraid of hard work. You are not a frog. If you or a veteran you know needs support, don't wait until the water boils. Reach out. Find resources at va.gov reach. That's va.gov reach. Brought to you by the United States Department of Veterans Affairs and the Ad Council. Sign up for Karen's newsletter and read her columns at karencataline.com. Now back to Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. Heading out this morning into the sun. I guess I like the mellower stuff, but uh, <laughs> Art, our producer, is a partner, and he gets to play what he likes. So that was lovely, Art. Anyway, um, I am very pleased that uh, we're able to have on with us now the guest that he had a uh, another engagement or there was a, a glitch somewhere along the line, but we talked about what he's here to talk about, and I can't wait to talk to him about it. Um, his name is Bob Carey, and he is part of a, a group called Ready for Ron, the only credible independent group working to draft Florida Governor Ron DeSantis to run for president. Uh, they announced an initiative to recruit military and veterans and families to sign the petition to encourage Ron to run in 2024. And it's led by Captain Bob Shoebob Carey, uh, and he is U.S. Navy retired. Thank you for your service, Captain Bob Carey, and uh, Carey, uh, right? And yes, ma'am. good to have you on. I'm looking at two different spellings of your name, and it's Carey, uh, C A R E Y, right? Yes, ma'am. Yep, that's it. Yes. That's it. And thank you very much for having me on. Well, it's great to have you on. Tell us about this organization and why do you think it's so important for Ron DeSantis to be drafted to run for president? Because I'm sure there's as many opinions as there are people about that. Sure. And that's what, you know, that's what's great about our political process, you know, with primaries and uh, iron sharpens iron and steel is forged in fire and, you know, having Only a healthy in an uh, honest- primary. Only in an honest uh, electorate, but that's well. That is true. You know, you, you got you got to make sure that you got to make sure that yeah. the uh, the electoral yeah. systems are transparent and and, and repeatable right. and repeatable. But exactly. um, you know, I I yeah. like the guy. I like the guy because he's a fellow uh, veteran. He deployed downrange to Iraq. He was awarded the Bronze Star. He uh, he he is the current uh, commander of the second or third largest National Guard force in the United States and Florida. And the guy gets things done. He just gets yeah. things done. And, you know, I mean, he has a lot of work to do in Florida. And it can be difficult for someone, you know, just after they win uh, their reelection by such a huge margin, t- nearly 20 percentage points, um, to, you know, then also say, hey, uh, I got to put together a, a national campaign. 
And, uh, and so we want to impress upon him that there's a lot of people out there that think you are the guy that can help our country get back on track. Do you think that this will create more divisiveness in the Republican Party for those that either love or hate Trump? And what are your thoughts about Trump? Well, look, I mean, this isn't, you know, this is about DeSantis. We like DeSantis. And that's what a primary process is for. It allows the voters to see the various candidates, have the candidates debate their various approaches to getting things done, and let the voters decide. Um, We did that in 2016. We did that in 2012. We did that in 2008. I mean, we, you know, we have a healthy primary process within the Republican Party. And, uh, you know, that's a good thing. And so, uh, you know, I, I come from an age when I used to work on Capitol Hill, you know, where we fought like cats and dogs for our positions against the other side. But, you know, we still went out and had beers with them. I mean, they were our opponents, not our enemies. And I think within the Republican Party, I think within Mm -hmm. the Republican Party, that's even more important. You know, people are, are, you know, candidates are are opponents, not enemies. And, um, Bob, I'm so glad that you mentioned that because this is not our father or even our grandfather's America. We're seeing things we never thought in a million years we would see card-carrying communists imposing their will on America and on Americans. And um, many, many people, for very good reason, do not have faith in in the integrity of our elections. So jumping right in with another candidate, whether it's Trump or whether it's DeSantis, I just wonder if if that isn't ignoring the elephant in the living room, which is I'm not so sure given what I watched in the midterms. And this is a gut feeling. If you've read, um, I don't know if you read uh, uh, Wayne Allen Root's piece about how we're being gaslighted to believe that we have honest elections. Uh, aren't we ignoring the elephant in the living room if in fact Uh, we don't really have honest elections, and yet we're moving on to 2024 without even taking a breath? Well, I think that it's important that we address those issues in the proper context. I used to be the director of the Federal Voting Assistance Program at the Department of Defense. It was an organization within the Department of Defense that was established in order to be able to help military personnel, their families, and overseas citizens be able to vote. So I have a little experience in election administration. My, my strong belief is that for an election to be free, it has to be fair. And for an election to be fair, it has to be transparent and replicable. Anyone should be able to walk in and recreate that, you know, count the same ballots and get the same, and get the same results within some, you know, statistical variance. Mm. And, um, and, and, you know, that's where we have the problems right now is that it's not, you know, it, it's going to be really, really tough to prove some huge offshore cabal is involved in the, you know, in, in, in this, in this gross, uh, you know, uh, control of our elections. But what is easy to prove and what is happening are small things. I'll give you an example. In 2020, the state of Michigan reported that it re- accepted about 12,000 ballots um, of overseas military personnel electronically. Number of states allow that to happen because of the problems of getting ballots out there. And, you know, the voter gives up their right to a secret ballot, but many of them are saying, you know what, to get my ballot in, I'm, I'm willing to do that. The problem is, is that Michigan doesn't allow for the electronic transmission of a voter mm. ballot back to the election official. Mm. And, you know, they probably did it during COVID saying, oh, let's just make sure that everyone gets to vote. I don't want the military not to be able to vote. But the law is the law. And words but the problem isn't just military votes. I, 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 I you know, a lot well, of yeah, this and, is and such so my, speculation. Yeah, 
And I, I, I guess I should pull back a bit and say that I like Ron DeSantis a whole, whole lot. And uh, I think he's been great thus far. What do you say to people who say, you know, they're a little bit worried that he's going to be used as a pawn by the establishment to smear and get rid of Donald Trump, and then they'll put Ron DeSantis through the same exact paper shredder they've put Donald Trump. I don't think there will be a bit of difference if he is the candidate. I think it's folly for people to think that we're not dealing with the people we're dealing with. What say you about that? You know, um, one, what I've seen of Governor DeSantis is he's no one's pushover. Um, He's his own man, and he's able to stand up pretty darn well. Uh, But second, um, you know, the Republican Party has gone through a substantial uh, evolution. And yes, there are plenty of people that are, you know, would fit the 1970s, 1980s mold of a Republican Party still in the Republican Party uh, apparatus. But there are plenty of people that came into the Republican Party because of, you know, the migration that we see. And they now also control, um, you know, large portions of the Republican Party. Migration. What what do you mean by that? Forgive me. I'm not sure I understand. Well, I mean, there are there are state party chairs. There are county county. There are county party chairs that are old uh-huh. school Republican establishment. And there are uh-huh. state party chairs and county party chairs who are new types of Republicans. And so my thought is that, you know, from the uh, from the Republican primary point of view, um, you know, we actually have the thing that will probably provide the greatest oversight of the Republican Party in primaries is that natural competition between the various elements. When, you, when, when everyone is of the same mindset, um, no one cares. Well, no one can uh, ever be of the same mindset in a free society. There's always going to be disagreement. I wonder, since you have so much more experience in government than certainly anybody talking right now, I don't. Um, I have heard just a tremendous contradiction of people who think the following isn't possible constitutionally, and it is. Most people, I believe, would utterly love to see a Trump-DeSantis ticket, assuming that we have honest elections, because if we don't, you can't elect uh, Mother Teresa. But that being said, some people I've I've uh, interviewed say that it it's not possible because they're both from the same state. Other people, and I've tried to research this, say that it is possible. This would do so many great things uh, because were it to happen, it would set DeSantis up for eight years of his own, give Trump four years. Wouldn't that be great? It would be a pipe dream, but I would love to see it. Uh, do you know the constitutional constitutionality of that? And would you support I, I, something I am, like that? I am that? not a lawyer myself. I used to write law when I was a Senate staffer. And so I probably keep yeah. many lawyers uh, in, in, right. in, in good money by, by my, the bad laws that I wrote. But I, as I understand, <laughs> as right. I understand, it is the 11th or 12th Amendment that mm-hmm. uh, came about soon after uh, the enactment of the Constitution and the adoption of the Bill of Rights. And it was, and, and, and that is where they said, uh, the president and vice president uh, cannot be from the same state. Yeah, um, and there is a and, contradiction there. Would you, if it were possible, would you support something like that? Well, look, one of them used to live in New York. One of them used to live in Texas. <laughs> Reestablish residency in another state. Don't right. why, why why have that fight? <laughs> you know, what if, if they want to run together? One of them can reestablish residency. Well, I hope they fight? do. I hope they you know? do. Um, but I mean, there's still uh, there's still a building in New York City election. with one of the guy's names on it. <laughs> right. Okay. Listen. Let me take the rest of the time. Or let's take the rest of the time for you to say what you want to say about Ron DeSantis, about this organization that you've started, and uh, what you hope people listening will do. Uh, to listen to more to what you have to say? Well, just in the short time that I've been involved on this, we've already gotten over 100,000 signatures of people 
uh, signing the petition asking Governor DeSantis to run for president. Um, during on Election Day, November 8th of 2022, we had volunteers in seven states who were not, you know, they were not at the polling places to encourage people to vote one way or the other on that day, but to sign petitions for 2024 race. When you have that type of excitement of people willing to take that amount of time in order to be able to say, will you help me get, will you help us get involved in the 2024 race today? That's powerful. Um, and the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, Governor DeSantis went from, went from almost having a recount of his win back in 2018 to winning by, you know, 1.8 million votes, almost 20 percentage points. You don't, you know, that's not more snowbirds moving from New York and, and Michigan yeah. down to Florida in those four years. No, that's because he convinced independents and Democrats to, that who voted against him last time to vote for him this time. And Bob, I'll tell too. you in our last couple of minutes, the whole thing makes me extremely uneasy. I'll tell you very frankly, and I, and you could tell that I am, I'm uneasy because I've watched the way the Democrats have changed their game. They don't have primaries. They anoint people and they go after anybody who opposes them. They frame Donald Trump. They, they put him through a paper shredder. They're going to indict him simply. Soros, I read, uh, is going to try and make it impossible for him to run. That kind of vitriol should not be tolerated in a free society, and yet it is being. And I just think this kind of divisiveness plays into the hands of the kind of people that we're dealing with now, the likes of which we've never really seen before. Uh, you got a minute. Your thoughts. Look, I don't think that people with different ideas within the same party running for the same office and having a debate about that is divisiveness. That's, that's the electoral process. That's our, that's our democratic electoral process. And I, I welcome that every time. Um, mm -hmm. But you know, the way that your listeners can best help defend against you know, authoritarianism within our, within our governmental processes is to get involved themselves and to help elect the candidates that don't support that. That will and to that make will, our that, elections honest. Because <laughs> yes. without I mean, that, that, we that's will how have you, nothing. That, you know, that's how you. That's how you win. Yeah. That's how you keep things. Right. That's how you keep things honest. You, right. you know, we still only have about a sixty-five to sixty-eight percent voter participation rate. You know, a right. third of America still doesn't vote, and a lot of those um, are people that would normally vote for conservative or Republican candidates. Um, Bob Carey, I am so delighted that you came on. I thought this was a spirited, respectful, wonderful conversation. And fundamentally, I do agree with allowing dissent. That's what a free country is supposed to be all about. Thank you, Bob Carey, for joining us. We'll have to have you on again. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Our pleasure here. That does it for this week on Spouting Off. Tune in every Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday when there will be so much to spout off about here <laughs> on Spouting Off.